workout. Yo, yo, what's happening? It's your brother in the footwork, your footwork news boy, DJ Cornerstone. And today, you're watching the Prince J-Ron series on Give Us the Works. Y'all, listen to what the brother says, because it is good. That that got you that came from make a smile on your face like yeah. literally like I, you know and even when I talk to the youth you know like when I talk to the youth about putting down their differences like I'm not just saying that just to be saying it you know like I done been through it like I mean use me and Charles for a set for example me and Charles is like twin gold brothers for life you know what I'm saying we like one being. You know, but at one point in time in the beginning, that was like my arch enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like we did not, you know, like we ain't do nothing together. It was if I see you it's on, I'm tearing you up on the dance floor. We ain't like, you know, we had the same teachers. So it was always one of that who is the best student vibe until Madonna. And when we booked Madonna to the Madonna changed a lot of stuff. When we uh, booked the Madonna tour, um, it took us out of our element of Chicago. So being in Chicago before Madonna, we both being leaders of our crew. So that means we got an entourage behind us all the time. So, you know, our crew ain't, we always battling a crew. But um, being on the Madonna tour, the crew was wiped from us. So it was just us. Like, it ain't, ain't nobody behind me. Ain't nobody behind him. It's, it's just me and you. And it was like, are we going to let our differences stop us from representing Chicago full work to the world? It's bigger than us. And that was like, and it was funny because we still ain't understand that. We was hood. We ain't understand that at the time. So when we, when Madonna asked us to create a piece we was like okay and i was like i'm not about to teach him no good moves and he was like i'm not about to teach him none of my good stuff so we both held back and we made a routine but we both was like we made a routine together but not with our good stuff we was like i'm giving each other the scraps oh you know what i'm saying like we don't want to we don't want to uh we don't want to give nothing that's going to come back to destroy us later. You know what I'm uh, saying? So, so we, we presented that routine, you know, to Madonna. She was like, this is trash. I think I, I think I need to get somebody else. And we was uh, like, and we was like, damn. We looked at each other like, hey, yo. We was like, no, nah, we'll make up something else. We told her, like, we'll make up something else. And we looked at each other like, hey, yo, like, I'm putting my differences aside. Like we gotta, we gotta put all our high stuff together. You know what I'm saying? Like, skip that Chicago stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we this on bigger. This a whole bigger ball game. And at that moment was the first time we both knocked down our Chicago mentality wall. Damn. Yeah. And we got a chance to be like, yo, let's really work together. And um, when we did that. We blew everybody's socks off. Like when they saw the new routine, they were like, 
They were like, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like Madonna mouth dropped. Madonna was like, oh my God. Yeah. What the hell am I going to fit on this stage? She's yeah. like, this, this too much. Y'all got to water this down. Like, we we gave, we put so much stuff into the routine. It was like, Madonna was like, ain't nobody going to watch me if y'all doing that. But like, oh, like, wow. they're like, it's too good now. Like, yeah. y'all the routine too fire to the point where nobody going to watch me. Like, I'm talking about we footworking down. I'm talking about like we're footworking doing dribbles downstairs. Yeah. Like, like I'm talking about the routine was so crazy. I, I even wonder if Rich and Tone still got that video. Cause that routine was like one of those like it's go hard. It's like go hard or go home. Yeah. So we was like, we're gonna go hard then. At least we're gonna release if we go home, we gave it our best. Yeah. And we put all our best in the routine. She was like, yo. Y'all just earned my respect. Like, I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all y'all own number. And she what? was like, she was like, in the middle of my concert, every concert that I do, in the middle of my performance, I'm gonna take my butt off the stage, and y'all get a whole song. So she was like, I want y'all dancing behind me, but I'm. Y'all so dope. Y'all gonna have a whole segment for y'all self. And it was called Die Another Day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Not only different. Wow. And, and yeah. yeah, Die Another Day is gonna be boxing and footworking. Madonna on the screen, but she not on the stage. We all over the stage, working down the stage and all types of stuff. Like she ain't on the stage. She like, y'all, y'all too explosive. Like y'all could do it by yourself. Like. I, I dedicate this for Chicago right now. And so everywhere we went around the world, we had that another day. But by us doing that, Chicago was able to see the power of unity. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that's that's the one thing that we all as people need to understand, the power of unity. It's not about where you're from. Whatever differences you think you have, you really don't have it. Because the whatever you get in your head that's make you think you're different than somebody else if you really sit down and talk to that person you probably gonna be like the best of friends you gonna probably see you mostly kind of the same person and you're gonna be like why was i yeah why was i being such a you know what i'm saying like it's one of those things where even um even like with gangs you know what i'm saying like some of the dopest friends now are some of the OGs that used to be at war with each other, but when they finally sat down and talked to each other, it was like, man, we got the same goals. We, you my brother, you my sister. Like, man, I love you. I don't know why mm. I was so ignorant at that time, but that's what comes with evolving and um, evolution. And once again, when you become a master of self, I keep saying that, when you become a master of self, you really understand that everything that you do and everything that you think outside of you and everything that you see outside of you is just a reflection of you everything so if it's somebody you like oh i don't like that person and that person ain't never said nothing or did nothing to you you reflecting something that you got inside yourself on that you projected it on that person so uh yeah so everybody got a different perspective but it's only a reflection of what's inside you and that's another thing with chicago footwork like when you dancing, it's reflecting of what's inside you. If you you dance with confidence, it's because you got confidence inside you. If you dance 
with a lack of confidence, maybe it's a reflection because you're used to having somebody else approve or, you know what I'm saying, or things like that. Everything, everything mm-hmm. that you do as a man think is so is he. It's, it's just like that, you know, like whatever thought you have is just a seed, you know, and um, from that seed, it's a flower. You know, everything that we see is is the flower of your thought. It's the seed that, you know, your thought is your seed and your mm-hmm. action is the flower. So you don't have the flower before the seed. You have the seed, then the flower. So it's like somebody punches somebody like you just don't throw a punch with no thought behind it. Like something right. irritated you to be like, ah! you know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's super cool. I, I, I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy just the, just one, the growth, you know, um, uh, my journey, I, 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 one of these days I need to do like a book or something. Cause like yeah. I said, it's, it's yeah. so much like, like I'm, uh, some people may see my Facebook post or things like that. And I'm really just having conversations with my future self and my past self all at the same time. You know, um, I always go to Facebook every morning and I only go there to look at my memories. So even back then, like 2000, it may be a post from like 2014, mm-hmm. but back then I always was talking to the future and, and to the past simultaneously, it's all as one. So if, if, if somebody see me like post on Facebook or like a a status from like three years I'm just continuing the conversation with myself for this present day so it's like it's like all all years versions of me having one big conversation but it's dope because it's also a plot like I said it's I'm just leaving breadcrumbs for anybody else that may be going through the same thing and it may inspire somebody else on their journey wow you not only are you an ambassador man and a, a dev, definite servant you are also a philosopher like man the stuff you saying and the stuff you saying can solve a lot of doggone problems man. that's on the real this is man. one interview I've enjoyed all this this has all been a blessing all these interviews everybody I've had I always learn something and I pretty much divide them in two. Like, there's a part A and part B. Brother, this is going to be a part A, B, C, and D. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't joking. It's going to be a it's, series. It's going to be a series, a Prince Jeremiah series for a whole month. Yeah, man, that's what I need. I, I swear I need it. That's all I'm like, man, I need, like, a book sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's so, like I said, like, and it's so many um, different chapters in my life. And it's, like, everything coincide with each other. Like, even, like, some of the stuff that I kind of like just breeze through. Like when I said I failed two stories, you know, mm-hmm. um, and died and came back. Um, that was life changing. That right there was the roots of who I am today. You know, um, be- before my accident, I was, you know, oh, this was when I was in elementary. But um, back then as a little kid, I was trying to fit in. And so I was, uh, I was kind of like a, a class clown making fun of people you know roasting you know mm-hmm. oh, yo mama's so fat she yeah. fell on a skittle and it made a rainbow rainbow you know? yeah remember yeah that. yeah like so <laughs> like that so like way yeah. back then kids you know yeah. kids get hurt and everybody laughing so it's like mm-hmm. you the popular stuff 
But um, back then I was getting popular the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? Hurt people feelings. And uh, as a kid, you know, you just, hey, I'm just, I'm just cool. But uh, a thing happened where my mother was uh, washing clothes at her apartment. So she had like an apartment building and on the second floor we lived in um, the complex. But I was playing, dancing on like, I was like playing on the porch or whatever. And somehow, some way, like it happened so fast. One minute I know I'm on the porch, and that next minute I know everything's black. Mm. I didn't know, I, and so I fell. I fell two stories head first, and my head cracked open on these bricks or whatever. Mm. But my mom picked me up, so I could. Now the thing is, I just remember the last thing I saw was me. I'm on the porch. Then outside, just everything's black. I didn't even call the fall or anything. I just know everything's black, but I could hear. So I could hear everything, I just can't see. So I hear, you know, it sounded like my mom breathing hard, a little, you know, distraught. And I hear my mom like call the ambulance and things like that. So I'm like, what's going on? I'm trying to see what, you know, like, I, I'm just like, my eyes closed, but I hear, I'm like, am I dreaming? What's going on? Yeah. I can't talk though, but I could just hear and I could barely feel, you know, like I, I'm kind of like my body numb. Like I'm not in pain though. Like, like the impact, like, I don't know what, it's like, I'm not in pain, but I can hear. So it's, I'm like, my sleep? But I hear, like, I hear my mom on the phone, like, my son fell two stories um, head first, and I, I see the ambulance come, and, um, cause I, I'm in the ambulance, when the ambulance, when I'm in the ambulance, it's so bright that the oh, white light, the yeah. white light in the oh, ambulance, it was, able to, it was able to seep through my eyes a little bit. So I was yeah. like, oh, this real, like, this really happened? But I still don't feel pain. So, <laughs> so as a kid, the I found enough strength to say one sentence. So <laughs> I was like, hey. And then they was like, he's talking, he's talking. And I was like, whatever you do, just don't give me a shot. And then I passed oh, out. <laughs> And then everybody started laughing, and I passed out. And then I woke up, and when I came back in two, I was in the hospital already wrapped up and stuff. Mm. And I was like, "What happened?" They explained to me, you know, like fell two stories. You, you really was gone, like gone, gone. But we was able to bring you back and stuff like that. Wow. So my so my teacher came. My teacher came back then. It was the tape decks. Like uh, you hit the red record button. Yeah. You know, the little the little gray tape recorder. So she recorded everybody in the class. Now it was this girl that I always made fun of named Marcrilla Ward. And so I, back then we used to have to wear uniforms, white teeth, white, uh, white uh, button up with the navy blue pants or black slacks. Her shirt always used to be yellow due to her washing machine or something. So I used to be like, oh, she got a pissy shirt on or mm -hmm. she got the sunshine shirt. And I used to make her cry every day. The class laugh, made me feel like I'm just a big popular dude. So anyway, um, so all the kids, they played their recording. So my teacher, I'm in the bed, in the hospital bed, bandaged up, like I'm bandaged up. My mother's right there, the teacher right there. She pressed play. So I hear the students, you know, they going one at a time. My friend Terrence, he, man, we miss you on the playground. Hope you get well soon. Then my friend Melvin, man, I, I miss you, man. Wish you could come over to play video games. Hope you get well soon. And then it got to Aquila. She was like, yo, I hope you get well soon. Even though you always make me cry, 
and say I smell like pee. I really miss you and I really wish you come back to school. Love you. I felt uh, like crap. Like, like yeah. you don't understand. Like that changed my whole life. Like to this day. That like to hear that, I'm like, I I damn near died. Like I damn near died and came back. And I tortured this girl through mean like jokes and even in my worst she still was like truly genuinely caring for me and really missed me and wanted me to be like my whole well-being and I felt like the littlest thing in that bed like I was like when I and when I get back to school I gave her like the biggest hug like yo if anybody say anything to you like yo like it changed my whole thing like I I it made me not it made me really understand like I really wasn't doing this because I wanted to hurt somebody I was only doing it to fit in because that's what I thought as a kid but it made me realize like no I'm gonna just be me and if somebody like me they like me if they don't like me oh well but I'm gonna fit in and really be me so that way, the, whatever happens based off my action is something I can stand on because those actions that I was doing wasn't really my real intent. Like, it really didn't really make me feel good about that. So ever since then, it was always like, man, I always was a peaceful person. I, I always was raised in a loving family, like with my mom, my grandma. You know, I didn't have my dad, but my my mother and grandmother was always someone that was always helping the community, helping the neighborhood, feeding them. And I didn't understand at the time when, you know, my parents was, you know, helping people like, man, why, why are you giving away our food or our toys? Like some people are not as, even though we're not, you know, we're low income house too, but it's also some people that don't even have a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's people that's even less fortunate than us. So it's like, as a kid, I had to earn, learn that. And it was like, man. Uh, and I, it was like little things like that that really stuck with me. Like, even when my mom was working at the housing store, the number one thing that's, so many things stuck out to me. But the first day I really understood was when I came home. I mean, I went to her job after school and was like, I want to go to McDonald's. I'm hungry. And it was a kid in the office and it was and he was just right there. And, you know, my mom was just getting ready to leave. And I was like, she's like, what you want? I was like, I want a happy meal. And the boy next to me was like, what's a happy meal? Oh, man. I was like, I was like, I thought I saw a ghost. Like, <gasps> you don't know what a happy meal is? <laughs> like, my yeah. heart, like my heart sunk. Like, I never heard that a day in my life as a kid. Like, another kid saying they don't know what a Happy Meal is? Like, yeah. I thought that was like the, every kid knows that. So mm. he never even been to McDonald's. So my mom was like, she gave, she was like, she, my mom was like, see what I was telling you the other day, Tron? And I was like, oh, wow. I like, as a kid, I didn't put two and two together, but that was the first time as a kid I was like, Whoa. And she took, and so my mom took both of us to, to McDonald's. And when he walked in, he was just like looking around, like like he was in like a third world or something. And he was, uh, and my mom was like, you can get a happy meal or whatever you want. 
And he's like, I can't. She's like, let me get at two Happy Meals. And so, you know, it came with the, back then it came with the little box and then a toy. He's like, you get a toy? Wow. I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm looking like, like, what? I'm still, my mind is blown, but I'm learning about life, yeah. about real things about life. Like, no, everybody is not fortunate. And yeah, you, sometimes I felt like I wasn't fortunate due to being in a low income house, but it was like, oh my God, I'm so appreciative of everything now. He was even amazed that a drink came with the meal. He's like, I even get something to drink? Like, real, like, he like, like he had the savage where he was at. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like ration food. So for him to have like a whole sandwich to himself, a whole drink and a toy and fries was like mind blowing to him. That he, you know, so I was like, it was just one of those things that experienced my whole mind to like, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was like, when it comes to my journey, it's like, that was like my child, like the things that I saw in my childhood opened me up to so much stuff. Then on top of that, not even, I even need to speak on the spirit world. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to, after that incident, it was like I was seeing stuff that other people couldn't see, mm. you know, or I was having dreams. Like I had a dream when my, you know what I'm saying? Like my grandma was getting shot at in my dream. And I woke up like, Ma, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God, I, I had a I had a dream that grandma was getting shot at. And so my grandma and my mom was like, did you see any blood? I was like, no. Did, did somebody get hurt? I was like, no. And she was like, okay, good. And then I like, but it was dark. I couldn't tell. It was just black. And then like a month later, my grandma come home from a Bible study on a Wednesday night. And she's like, man, them crazy boys down there were shooting at, by the church. And me and uh and her friend uh, uh had to duck by a car. So it was two guys, it was like they were shooting, yeah. but like where the streets are at, like the church was like in the middle. So they getting out of church, but then the gunshots, so everybody just getting ducked, ducking down. And so my mom was like, Jay Ron had a dream about that last month. Yeah. You know? And uh and so it was like stuff like that. And it was like, man. You know what's dope? Two is your mother had the discernment. Like she knew when you said, like just in her questions, like was his blood? And you was like, no. Nah. Yep. She knew. She okay, knew. There's something happening, but she knew your grandma was gonna be all right. Yep. So and the, and, the, and the thing is, the, and the thing about that is, as a kid, I didn't know. Like I was like, what, what, what's going on? What this 2022, right? Yeah. Mm. I didn't know until last year. That was like last year when I started to read. Like last year was, I was like, you know what? I always ran from my gifts when it came to that because it used to scare me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go dead in. I'm going to go head on. Even though I'm going to the other side, I'm going dead in. I don't care no more because I always just want to live a regular life. So um, I asked my mom, you know, like I asked my mom about it. The, now this, now remind you, this last year, so I've been alive for over like 30 years, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. <laughs> since as a kid. But my mom was like, yo, I just, 
I yeah, we our family have the gift of sight. Mm. And I'm like, why you ain't tell me? Like, you ain't tell me all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I was going crazy. You know, she was like, no, I had it. Your grandma had it. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, man, I actually wanted to um I wanted to do the same thing, you know, like I wanted to just have a regular life. So I never really talked too much about it because I used to get in trouble in school. You know, like certain things that I say, nobody never told me, you know, like nobody never physically told me. So they'll think that I'm doing a prank on them when I'm really not, you know, like, for example, like it was like one time where a kid was looking for their library book. I mean, no, not library. They were looking for their books for their class. They left it in the library. And so my mom saw this dude, you know, looking for something, which was his book. But she was like, you looking for something? He was like, man, I'm looking for this book. And she was like, I don't, for some reason, I get to fill this in the library. And he went in the library, it was in the library. And then he was like, she pulled a prank on me. And she's like, no, I didn't. She's like, I didn't go in, I never was in the library. But intuitive was, it came out, you know, like it's one of those things, like you start to know stuff that you, didn't even know you knew, you know, like that was taught. So it was one of those things that I got a big comforting when I heard that, okay, I'm not the only one with this, you know? And then the more I started venturing into it, it's other people around, all of us really, you know what I'm saying? Like all of us really had it, but yet it's something that's not really talked about or not even spoke on. So for those that even start to tap in, they either think they crazy or they think that they just tweaking or something. So it's like, no. So, um, but yeah, once I started doing that, it's just, start, I started following the science and and just following source, you know, like I said, source, everything that we do is spiritual. Everything, everything creative comes from the one creative source to all. And I, I give all praise to the most high, everything, everything that I do, um, all my accomplishments come for it. And, um, and because of it, it it has it has made me do amazing things that man thought was impossible. And it used my vessel to show everything that someone said was impossible. It showed that it was possible. Um, and it's just been activating me ever since then, you know. And it's and even right now, like when people come to the happy picnic. They is one of those things that you see the love, you see the vibration yourself. Um, heartbeat isn't one of the Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay, it's uh, not Beverly Hills. It's not the Malibu mm-hmm. vacation town. You yeah. know, most people stay out of our. Most people are afraid of Harvey. We have happy picnic every year in Harvey. Not one time. No, no negative vibration ever. You know what I'm saying? As far as like that's that's much that's how much of a divine protection that is one of those things that was in divine time is in divine time. And it's always when it comes to that spirit of love and peace, is and nothing can break that. You know, it's in it's out of our control, it's out of our it's it's beyond me, you know, it it's, it's beyond me and everybody that comes to that feel it it get ignited even somebody that's been having a bad year they get a refreshing recharge when they come to pick 
Mm. Hey, anybody that come, and, and not just the people, and they could be in my presence, you know? Yo, you know, like, I'm happy to see everybody. No day is promised, no. And, and like I said, we all are a reflection, a reminder of our greatness. So when you see somebody and you're like, man, that's dope. It's only reflection of something that you can do. Mm. You know, when I saw Chicago Food Work for the first time, man, that's cool. Oh my God. Yeah. How in the world? But at that time, I had a reflection of, I'm going to be doing this in the future. I can do this too. So it was one of those things that anything that you get an inspirational, um, everything that you get inspirational is a reflection of you. And um, I, 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 the more I started going deeper, then I started realizing like the greater connection of everything. So we all are each other teachers, you know, and we can, it's a, it's a DJ Cornerstone that's a mechanic. It's a DJ Cornerstone that's a footwork. It's a DJ Cornerstone that's an artist. It's a DJ Cornerstone that, that's a cook. You know, like you are infinite and whatever, whatever realm you want to shift in at any time, you can shift just like that. Just like that. It's one of those things that is going to come in second, it's going to come in like um, second nature. Because anything that you wanted to do at one point in time, mentally you didn't know how to do it, but spiritually you already knew how. So when you was learning, you just was reminding yourself, dang, I can do it. And to the point where it came in second nature, you got to the blackout point where you don't even think no more. You know, like you don't even think no more to talk. You don't even think no more to do your talent. It just come like people, and people come to you like, man, how do you get, how do you do that? Or how do you stay cool when you're doing this or doing that? Like, you don't get nervous, or you don't da, 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 da. And you like, I don't have that same, like the things that come easy to you yeah. may be very difficult for someone else. Mm -hmm. But if a person actually put the energy behind it, at one point in time, those difficult things are now easy. You gotta be uncomfortable to get comfortable. Right, you gotta work so, out. You got to, you got to, you got to. I didn't, I didn't get to where I'm at because I was comfortable. I never knew how to dance. I was uncomfortable. Mm. Like I only got two left feet, but now I'm teaching classes. I'm, I'm performing. I can make up something off the top of my head, mm. and but one point in time it felt uncomfortable to do so. But until I realized. I'm just getting the hang of this. I'm starting to, and that practice makes perfect. Like I, the master, the master, being a master is doing something with no thought. Mm. Like in a couple movies, when it's the master fighting, yeah. he ain't even looking and blocking. It's no thought. He ain't even breaking a sweat when he's blocking. Mm. It's no thought. It's free like water. You know, the one that's trying to hit him. And getting frustrated, he the one thinking, oh, I can't get him. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, oh. That's the difference, you know? When somebody footworking and they talking to you while they footwork, that's no thought. They not even thinking about the kick or else they'll be stumbling on their words. No thought. Mm. Somebody singing, going incredible, going from different pitches, 
Beyonce, all of just just ten different notes. It's like no thought and dancing while singing. They doing hard choreo in heels <laughs> and singing yeah. for like two hours. Like, come on, Madonna. Mm-hmm. When I saw Madonna, I'm like, gee, this lady is singing live. Like, she don't do no recording. Everything is live. She's playing the guitar live. She's singing live. She's dancing live. Like, that's for a two hours show. And she over, at that time, she was like over 50. Oh, yeah. yeah. And doing Chicago footwork. Oh, uh, she was still working too? Because I wasn't. I never we went talk- to the concert. We taught we taught her how to footwork. She was doing the final the final number. Give it to me is when me and Charles um, taught her how to footwork, and we all do footwork together. Damn. So me and Charles we had our own separate piece where we yeah. footwork, but then we also had a piece where we all footwork and we closed the show. Give it to me. <laughs> and, and and Pharrell had like a little breakdown in the track where it sounded like a little techno track. But yeah, yeah Madonna, we have Madonna full working every night, and she's over fit. So when I hear, so when I hear, when I hear people in my class like, "Oh, I can't do it. I'm yeah. old." What? You you Man. old? I, okay, <laughs> I can show you somebody. I can show you somebody that's like fifty six that can footwork. Yeah. I can show you somebody that's sixty that can footwork. I don't don't those mental walls that a person put up. Mm-hmm. It's only a mental wall that you create. It's not reality. You got you got your reality, and then you got the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And when you put both of them together, you see that your reality is false because it's not absolute truth. So you you be like, oh, you can't put work because you you forty. Ain't nobody forty for working. And I can show you somebody that's sixty years old for working. Yeah. That erase your illusion about. There's a limit to 40 years old to footwork. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, uh, this is going to be one of those spots where I had to like repeat it. <laughs> oh, Cause, man. Yeah. Because like yeah. really, man, like you, it, it's, it's limitless, man. You could do anything you set your mind to. God, all things are possible, man. And, man, all and, things like, are possible, yo. People just got to grab a hold of that. Like you... And now I'm sorry because I'm about to get into me a little bit. No, um, go ahead. So, you know, ever since I was about 12 years old, people would tell me, "Man, you should be on the radio. You got a voice for radio." You and, sure do. Man, I appreciate it, bro. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, but people didn't know. My family didn't know. I had a I had a very foul mouth when I wasn't around. Me. And then I, and then now some everybody knew I was shy. So I'm like, how can I be on the radio when I'm shy? I don't even know how to start a conversation. And I got a potty mouth. But now I'm doing stuff like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't on the radio yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll say yet. Because at the end of the day, this is exactly the same thing. Yep. That, this is what some, at one point in time, you was like, how can I do this? And now you're doing it. Man, absolutely. That's how the divine works. The divine, the divine, Man, the divine is infinite, and and it's one of those things that if you you can do everything because you are of it, and if you don't do it, it's gonna show you what you can do through other people. So it's one mm. of those things that it's like if you don't do it, somebody else will. 
Yeah. And it's only a reflection of what you already can do. So no matter, you could be like, oh, I can't do it. I can't lift weight. And then you see a video with some with somebody that got half of their body cut off mm. and they moving around with their arms and they doing push-ups. They getting into the car. Like, yeah. they doing like 50 things that you like, what? This person with two arms can swim and live their life still with no mm. legs. And I'm over here making a, a excuse and I got all five, like <laughs> I got five fingers, five toes on each hand, each leg, all mm-hmm. my body parts. And now I'm making an excuse. What was my excuse again? Cause uh, this dude just bust my bubble. You know, yeah. like the vine will show you, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, and don't and, and it's also too like sometimes sometimes we also think we gotta do everything. Mm. You know, like man, I gotta be we gotta do I gotta be the Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta be the producer, I gotta be the songwriter, I gotta learn how to make the website. You know, I ain't trying to trust nobody because if I want something done, you gotta do it yourself. Man. Some people got that mentality, man, I know but that feeling. But in reality, the divine is always going to work off your energy. So if it may be, you may be somebody that's an amazing dancer, mm-hmm. but you need to a website. Now, it may take you some time to learn how to create a website, but yet somebody else that's already divinely guided, they've been working on websites all their life. They just been waiting for a customer. Bam, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. you put your energy in the right direction, it the resources start coming. You're like, oh, I was looking for a graphic designer. You do graphics? Yeah, man, that's all I do, man. That's how I eat. Like, okay, we can help each other out. Yeah. You know, and that's how the that's how the real networking do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when it's really based off of the love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, I love making flights. I love dancing. I love, like, when people start working with the passion, that's like the real connection. Divine gonna bring the real connections, real recognize real. You know, mm-hmm. those that's not about the real is, is gonna reflect, it's gonna deflect. And it, it'd be like the ones that's like, oh, I only dance for money. Mm-hmm. I only, I only, I, you know, and, and, and when I say that, I'm not saying as far as getting paid for your talents. I'm mm. talking about I'm only learning how to dance so I can make money from dance. And that's the problem. And that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's my passion first mm-hmm. and then the money come is I'm only learning this trade to make money off of it. I'm gonna try to milk it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the fake stuff that I'm talking about. It only is temporary because you don't even have a solid spiritual foundation attached to it. So mm-hmm. you always never gonna be you're gonna you building a house on shaky ground. Yep. Whereas somebody that's spiritually passionate about it, whether the money come or the what money don't come, they always gonna shine. Gonna it, and man. by them shining is what attracts the resources. Man, I saw you dancing in front of that store before. Man, I want to, I want to book you for a tour. Well, mm. But you know, I want you to come on this TV show. I'm gonna do an interview. Like them, the ones. Like somebody just walk past and record, and that video go viral. And like, man, your people get seen all the time. 
it ain't even it ain't gotta be when you moving through spirit and like really moving through spirit it ain't even gotta be planned it could be raw and authentic it ain't gotta be staged mm-hmm. it ain't gotta be perfect some of the most amazing priceless moments is the one that's just raw authentically happened that's right keeping organic and yeah. then while you were talking I had like in, in my mind I, I couldn't help but think about uh, certain examples such as like some people were taught oh go to go to school to be a doctor because they get paid good money and then that person does it and then they're miserable and they're miserable you know? yeah, they're and, miserable and it shows and then their patients get a vibe like man this dude is kind of cold hearted you know yep and it, and, it, and, it, and that's the thing it affects it affects the patients mm-hmm. and it affects the workers because now you got workers that's in this facility that's there for the love they're really there mm-hmm. to help people they're really there for the real passion of the job and you have those that's just there for a check and they yeah. don't care about the individual they only see the individual as a paycheck so whether mm-hmm. they prescribe yay or no there's no real uh, human spiritual attachment on concern for the individual because there's no concern for the job. It's only a reflection of what's in them. You cannot give what you do not have. Mm. So if you don't have no passion inside yourself, how are you going to have passion for somebody else mm. on the same subject? You know, it's, 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 it's universal law. It's not, it's not J. Ron point of view. It's absolute truth. That's all, that's all I can speak. All I can speak is absolute truth. Mm. And this, and when you speak absolute truth, it's timeless. What I'm saying right now is gonna be the same relevant, same absolute fact ten years from now. You cannot give what you do not have. And if you don't have a true rooted passion for anything that you do, then it it will always it will always fall through any weather, any weather. And, and that's the thing. And it's, and it's different. Sometimes we try new things. We, we try new things to find passion, you know? So sometimes we do, sometimes we try new things and we, to see what we like, you know? But you always got the intent behind it. Whereas what sparked your interest? What, what about it did you like? That's the thing, you know? If, if you, if your interest was, I like the energy. I like, I like cause it got girls. I like cause it had money. But whatever it is, just remember, if it's not on nothing solid, then that is shaky ground. So for example, if you're only doing it for the girls, that means when the girl's not around, you done lost interest. If the money ain't around, you done lost it. So now you are in need of this, whatever this, uh, I just say, whatever this pivot is that you need to stand on for you to work. You want to be able to not need no pivot. You want to be able to stand on your own feet, your own ground, like a tree. So those are things like in Chicago footwork. Um, like I said, Chicago footwork is life. It teaches you Everything I'm telling you about Chicago Footwork has taught me this. Um, when it, as far as you cannot give what you do not have, you know you you can't you can't be 
You can't just all of a sudden, oh, I'm about to go against King Charles. I'm about to do something amazing against him. How? You you don't practice. You never learned the basics. How are you going to pull something out your butt that you don't have? Like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. Everything, you know, you want to be prepared for the moment. So it, it's just like that. And just like footwork, you want to be able to stand on your own feet. You don't want to be only good when your team is behind you. You want to be good when you by yourself. I went to parties by myself. I still was able to hold my own. I went to parties with my group. I still was able to hold my own. I went to countries that didn't speak English and I was the only American and I held my own. I went to battles in other dance styles that didn't do Chicago footwork. I held my own. No matter where I go, I took my home with me. My home was in my heart, my home foundation. What my confidence, my love, my peace, my talents, what I believe in, everything I stand on, God, everything is always with me. When I go in any place, nothing changes what's inside me. I just illuminate what's inside me out. Yeah. Every So I change the frequency of the room when I walk in to match my frequency. I, I'm not trying to match nobody's frequency. Nothing outside of this vessel is trying to be matched because I'm already on one accord. So with that being said, that's when you have somebody, when they walk in the room and they change the vibe of the room, it's, it's one of those things where it's, oh, you, I'm flowing through energy. Nothing in my five senses can change where I'm on set to. And, and that's why I tell people as far as with Chicago footwork, with Chicago footwork, it's a it's an amazing thing because it teaches you about yourself. And the number one thing is building your home frequency, whereas it's like a house. It's like a house. You, your furniture that you put inside your house is like the furniture you put inside of you. You got a couch full of love. You got a, a TV full of creativity. You got a chair of strength. You got a table of um, abundance. Like all of these positive metaphors of furniture that you can put in your temple for free. This is free furniture that you can put and decorate the way you want and no one can change and tell you how to decorate your vessel and inside within yourself. Now, one issue that people do is they allow other people to put their furniture inside of them. And when they do that, that's when things get discomfortable because you start having other people's thoughts and ideas, you know, as far as what you should do, what you should not do, what you should do this. And that and that still goes back to what you said. You know, everything is in 360 on what I'm saying. And it goes back to what you said when you was like, even when as a kid, when someone's telling you, you should be a doctor, you should be this. That's them putting their furniture in you and their ideas. Whereas, what do you want to do? You know, sometimes you will say, I want to be an artist. They don't get paid. You you need you needed to get something like a doctor or something. You need to make some money. So mm-hmm. they your furniture gets stepped on and they trying to move in. They they couch into your furniture. You like, man, I ain't happy if I put this inside of me. You know, I don't want to go this route. So and, and that's the thing, you know, like 
if if you if you always allow somebody to put their furniture in you, you always gonna be the one tired, and it's always a reflection of it in yourself. If I was to come over to your house, you are not about to get up and change the furniture of your house just because I'm coming over. You're not gonna if if your TV been in one spot, your couch is in one spot, your chair is in one spot. You're not gonna rearrange. The, your whole furniture layout in your house for me to come over. Whatever your house is, when I walk into your house, I gotta adapt to your house. Do I take my shoes off or do I keep my shoes on? You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things. When you walk into somebody's house, you respect their house right. and you respect their layout. It's the same way within. you. Whatever a person is within, you have to respect that. It's either your choice to, you know, to deal with it or not deal with it. But when you start trying to forcefully change somebody's furniture, no, that's that one, it's not your job to change nobody's furniture. It's only up to them. And two, not to let nobody change your furniture either. And so, like I said that, like, I'm not about to change my furniture every time a different person comes. Oh, King Charles liked the TV by the window. So let me move the TV by the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, DJ Cornerstone coming over today. Let me move the TV by the stairs for his. Like, I'm not about to change my furniture every time somebody come over there like it. No, y'all coming over to my house. Here, this is how You wouldn't be you if you kept you changing. You wouldn't be you. And like, like who are you going to, you got to know who you are. You, you know, wouldn't you can't, be you. You, you can't keep changing up for the sake of other people. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, for, and for my people out there that got all y'all talent, that, that, I know I'm speaking in metaphors, but all of those things are directed towards the listener that's listening to this. Mm-hmm. If you're making music, don't change your layout. Don't change your music and how you create music if it's genuinely how you create music. Mm-hmm. Don't change it based off of who you listen. Oh, well, if this DJ do it, then I, I guess I got to match their format. No, that's what makes them unique. What makes you unique? You know, your dance style. Footwork out. Yo, yo, shouts out to the homeboy, the brother Prince J-Ron. Y'all, that was a good show. But y'all support our brother, man, on social media. Prince J-Ron on Instagram. That's P-R-I-N-C-E-J-R-O-N. And also, be sure to check him and the brother B. Dilla out tonight around 7 or 8 o'clock for another good episode of Behind the Name Discussion. You can see that on Instagram to get the link for the Zoom and on their YouTube channel, Behind the Name. But y'all, we got more Prince J. Ron series coming up, so stay tuned. Footwork out. Footwork out. Footwork out.